Hey guys, episode 66, Hello Bass, Bass Fishing Podcast. This episode, we talked to Dave Pekacek, a.k.a. Paycheck, talking about his journey on leaving everything behind in Minnesota, moving down to Florida with barely a plan, and becoming a fishing guide and a tournament angler. Pretty good story, entertaining. Hope you guys enjoy it. This week, the Hell of Ass Bass Fishing Podcast is brought to you by Arsenal Fishing. Arsenal Fishing offers premium custom-made performance apparel and tackle. Arsenal delivers a wide variety of custom-designed baits, accessories, and tools, along with unique utilitarian apparel for all outdoor enthusiasts. As part of their support, you can use code HELLABASS15 to save 15% on all purchases at arsenalfishing.com to support the show. Now let's get back to helping you catch more bass and suck less. All right, here we go. Well, Wednesday night, Hellabass Live. What's up, David? How are you tonight? I'm great, Rich. How you doing? What's up, everybody? It's good to hear. Good to be here. Yeah, awesome. Normally, so I'm just gonna normally check wait a little chat. while to. Yeah. Yeah, we'll get going. Mm-hmm. Just want to make sure everything sounds good. They'll let us know usually pretty quick. But tonight we have. I'm gonna go for this now, David Pekacek. That's the last time we're going to say Correct. it that way, but also known <laughs> as Paycheck. Because I, let me know if I get this wrong, but like, because when you first started fishing as a co, you pretty much got a check every single time you fished a derby as a co. Yep. Mm-hmm. Correct. Yeah. I mean, it's it's been a lot, maybe about 15 years I've had this nickname ever since I started pretty much fishing tournaments. Like, I've had kind of a knack for at least getting the money and doing fairly well. So. Yeah. Hey, I'll take it, man. I like it. There's worse nicknames out there, that's for sure. Yeah. I mean, you're 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 probably even better than I am, Rich. I mean, you you're really good, man. You freaking are always killing it. Yeah, it was until last week. I didn't cash check last week, but yeah, we'll we'll give it this. We'll get it. We'll get the train back on the tracks. Um, Bono says you may be slightly quiet. He'll probably get louder as we go. Don't don't worry. <laughs> uh doug says we're good and i don't know doug's up past his bedtime to watch this so you should you should feel entitled and impressed by that cool thanks doug thanks for showing up bra what did you fish last weekend dude a tournament or uh yeah last weekend i fished the tbf team trail out of wabasha we got a solid 12 and a half pounds finished right in the middle of the the pack we just couldn't get any big bites it's uh Rigo's checking in. I think he's an old friend of yours. Heck yeah, I used to fish in the St. Croix bass anglers with me, man. Mm-hmm. Wasn't the same thing going on this weekend though, too, dude? Oh, so I guess that was two weeks ago now. Yeah. So this this past weekend I just oh, okay. sat and watched my ten year old skate in a tournament all weekend and so I was at ice rinks all weekend. <laughs> so Okay. But uh, in uh, two weeks here, so not, not this weekend, but the weekend after, I got a, a team tournament up on Vermilion, so that should be exciting. A little pre-spawn up on Vermilion. Yeah, that'll be real good, dude. I think uh, one of my other friends said they're going to be up there, too. It must be a pretty big tournament. I don't know what it is, but you know, Rich. <clears throat> yeah, for sure. So what's up, Jay? Just a little bit. Uh, people are showing up. As in Minnesota? Yes. If they're talking about Vermilion, Minnesota. 
There is rum in the cup, Bill, and yes, I am not happy with my performance at that tournament. <clears throat> You're only a few minutes late. It was a late stream. We started at 9 because I watched back-to-back hockey scrimmages tonight, and that's what I do when I'm not working or fishing. Do you play hockey too, Rich? No, I barely can skate. She got that you from her mom. Skate, but your kids can. What yeah. up, Wyatt? That's yeah. Cool, we'll be man. taking out a fortune. All kinds day. of people showing up now, man. So yeah, before he wants before we get into Dave's story, he says, "How do we feel about Cox?" So yeah, what. He made the knockout round at at the BPT, but then he overnighted it to get to Neely Henry. He's just going to show up and fish. So the guy is a freaking animal. I wouldn't be surprised he would catch him, but I wouldn't put him on my fantasy team tonight. <clears throat> but he did the same thing last year at the uh, – Pro Circuit Championship. He drove to Sturgeon Bay, basically no practice, and almost won the dang thing. So, right on, right on, Jay. Are you frozen, Dave? Maybe not. Looks like he's back. Yeah, a little bit of cracking uh, with some Diet Dr Pepper. Maybe I don't know, Mike. Can hear you now. Yeah, he fished today. Fish till 3.15 and then 14-hour drive to Neely to start in the morning. All right. Welcome, Stephanie. Yeah, absolutely. Should be some nuggets. Hopefully David doesn't stay frozen because he does seem frozen right now. That is true. With the changing conditions, it might might pay to no. Uh, have no preconceived notions. What's up, Mark? Mark, I saw you got TikTok. I was concerned that somebody actually hacked your phone today. So that that's slightly concerning. Is it better yeah, now, Rich? It's definitely a, a bit laggy on Dave's end. It was good in the uh, no. in the pre there, and the, he's, uh... <laughs> once we get yeah, going, I don't know. It's starting to get a little limp, huh? <laughs> like every ten seconds, you're <laughs> yeah. like checking in. Oh no! I think Christy be good this week. I mean, I'm guessing Neely Hatcher's going to fish a little bit, like. Oklahoma. You can tr- we can try uh removing yourself and coming back in and see if that fixes it. Sometimes it helps. All right. Yeah. I don't know. Are you just on there to like peruse and see what's going on? Uh, I don't know why you'd be on TikTok, Mark. But hopefully Dave's connection clears up cuz uh, he's got kind of a cool story. Uh he's he was uh, originally a Minnesota angler and uh yeah, that Florida internet is uh is a pain. For sure. We had the same problem. Like, honestly, we've had problems with like only a couple guests, and one of them was Josh Douglas from Florida. 
and then uh, Dave tonight. So, uh, but I do think Neely Henry is going to be really interesting because the water is coming up. Obviously, a lot of these guys didn't practice so much. If you watch social media, they spent most of their time sitting under docks watching thunderstorms roll through. Uh, so it'll be interesting. So, like, I think it might fish a little bit like Oklahoma, to be honest. Like, I think big spinner baits and swim jigs and things like that could definitely play this week at Neely Henry tomorrow morning. So, what up? Can you hear me? We back, Rich? Are we good? I hope so. Are we good. I I can hear you perfectly on on the yeah. All right. Well, let's. Uh, seems like people can hear you. Can you? So let's uh, maybe yeah. let you. Uh, so wh- why in the heck did you just leave everything in Minnesota and head to Florida? And how'd that happen? Uh, it was kind of a couple years running. Like I had come down here for the Bassmaster Opens, and in the middle of the winter is when they come to Florida, and I was like, you know what? I think I can get used to this. This is. This whole winter deal is not really my thing with the ice fishing. Like, I know some guys are doing it, but it's not. It's not for me. But, um, so yeah, I just, I just decided, you know what? Screw it. I'm just gonna leave my job. I'm gonna become a captain and become a fishing guide in Florida and just fish tournaments and fish all the time, all year round. Not have to sit on a dang frozen lake like the rest of you guys. But, yeah. So, come on, Rich, move down here, bro. Let's go. Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon. Uh, maybe in the distant future. I don't know if I'd go all the way Florida south, but, you know, the Carolinas, Tennessees, I could see that kind of action. Yeah, dude. It's good fishing over there, too, Georgia. So, what kind of what kind of job did you leave behind? A uh, hospital job. So it wasn't anything mm-hmm. too crazy, but, um, I mean, I figure I can make more money being a guide and enjoying it more, which is really the important thing. And I don't know, I've gotten like a couple of buddies to kind of quit their jobs and become captains and are going to move down here too. So, I mean, if anybody wants to, to know how to do it, I'll, I'll tell you exactly the road to go. So it's, it's a little bit difficult at, at times, but it's it's definitely possible. I mean, it's not Im- impossible. So, so you run like a pyramid scheme of guides, getting all your. Is this like a like a, a, a Mary Kay guide system you're running down in Florida, or what's going on? <laughs> you're you're funnier than I remember, Rich. Uh, no, just seriously, I just want a bunch of group of guys that I I trust that that want a guide, and I think it's just easier that way too. You know, like if I. I can only take one client out a day. So if I'm booked up, then I just send them to my buddy. If my buddy's booked up, double book, then he sends them my way. So just just benefits everybody, I think, having having more people out there too. So but who doesn't want to work with their buddies, right, Rich? Yeah, why not? Uh <laughs> yeah, yeah. Otto says I can just come to Texas and just drink beer and hop in his boat. So that, that sounds even easier than guiding in Florida, to be honest. Dude, Texas uh, is cool, dude. But man, did you see that winter storm they got this year? <laughs> but that's what we call Tuesday in Minnesota. So who cares? Like that's <clears throat> yeah. So how 
So you moved down there. They don't have like insulation on their pipes. Did you move down? How long? When did you actually make the move? Uh, about a year ago now. Yeah. And then how long did it take you to get uh, your captain? February. February. Oh. Uh, that took a lot longer, dude. That took me like, shoot, three, four, five months to get my captain's license. But I do know of another guy in Tampa for it to you in a week. So if you want to DM me, <laughs> I'll send you the link and. It's way easier than the route that I took. I had to watch a bunch of YouTube videos and study for endless nights on end. So, but yeah, it took a while to get it, but hey, man, it's worth it. I would never go back to Minnesota. I would maybe go back to visit, but I'm not living there no more. You maybe come back and visit some smallmouth every now and then? 90 degree days last day. Yeah, can I jump in your boat and fish relax this May? Sure. Sure. Okay. My kids will be out of town yeah. the last week in May. Come flight. on out. Okay. I'm, I might seriously actually take you up on that offer. I might I might fish in Okeechobee that weekend. I'm not 100% sure. I think I have like five derbies on Okeechobee starting in three weeks. <laughs> Five weekends in a row on Okeechobee, so we'll see how this nice. goes. So where where exactly in Florida is your like home base? Where are you living and like what is your like your local lakes and where do you mostly guide? Uh I live in a city called Winter Garden, which is pretty much just Orlando. Um I'm thirty minutes from Harris Chain and I'm thirty minutes from Toho and about fifteen minutes from John's Lake. So I guide mostly on Toho and John's. Uh, John's has a lot of numbers, uh, but Toho is where all those big ones that you're seeing on my profile, on my Facebook and my Instagram are coming from. All those clients that are catching those eight plus fish or eight plus pound fish are from Toho. Um, but I don't really go to Harris. Dude. I honestly don't actually like Harris that much. So I kind of try to, I've spent a ton of time out there, but I haven't really done that well. It just hasn't fished that well this year. So Gabe wants to know what what does it take to get a captain's license down there? Uh, you can get a captain's license anywhere. There's a couple different routes that you can go. I I did mine through this company online. You have to like take a bunch of quizzes and tests and stuff, and then you have to basically make this whole package of different things, like a drug test. You have to get a what's called a Twic card. Um, and you fill out this application, then you have to send it into the, the U.S. Coast Guard, and then they review your application for about ten years or something. It seems like, and then they'll finally send you your your captain's captain's license. So, so do you not have like a big test to take? It's not that. Um. Yeah. Through the through the company that I did it through. Yeah. Eventually, once you do all their quizzes, you take a test. Yeah, and you have like, you get like two tries two or three tries and if you don't pass and you gotta I think find another route to do it and but the guy in Tampa you just go there for a week I guess and a couple of my buddies have gone there and you just go there for Monday through Friday and then at the end of the week he just passes you so that's, <laughs> that's kind of the deal that I've been sending all my buddies to so is he I don't from know, like New York over there, like, but it sounds he sounds like he's nicer. from is he from like Jersey he's just got like the secret like 
Yeah, where he just like brings people in, he just funnels them through, and just like, okay, you pass, you pass, you pass, like. But who is this guy? I don't know who this guy is. Tin Horse Monty. Tin Horse Monty. He's a. Uh, he's out of uh, uh, just east of St. Louis, Southern Illinois. He uh, does uh, some fishing and some content creation out of that area. Um. I believe in Florida you do have to be a okay. captain to be a guide. Is that true? That is true, yep. Actually, I think you need to be a captain in Minnesota now too if you if you guide on the river. Or even Malacna even. Because they're technically considered federal waterways, so uh, it is different actually. On my captain's license, I actually have a freshwater one. And I also have a near shore also encompassed in my captain's license. And you fill that out on the application. Um, there also might be another offshore one. I don't know, but I don't offshore fish right now. So I'd have to look into it. You're not like taking but the, the ranger out on like I can... <laughs> No, I think I'm, I think I'm good up to like 20 miles offshore or something, but I'm not going past that in my ranger anyway. <laughs> no. You're not going center council, full Florida captain style? Uh, I might take it out this summer if it gets it gets really calm, I guess, out on the ocean, and that's when you want to do your ocean fishing. So I might I might take it out a couple of times this, this summer. I've heard that you don't really need to worry about – these motors, you just got to flush them out really good and wash them, wash them down, I guess. I don't know. I've never done it before. You know more about it. What could go wrong? I mean. Uh, my motor could blow up maybe somehow. I don't know. I don't know. So part of you going down there and getting set up for your guide thing, like didn't you get a different boat for this? Uh, I actually didn't. I was going to use my smaller Stratos, um, but then I had motor problems with it, and like any good fisherman does, instead of fix it, he decides to just go buy a new one. So I drove to Iowa in December on one weekend and drove back, test drove it for about 15 minutes, and then turned around and came back. So yeah, so you're so what 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 model it's an awesome are you? Road, dude. Yeah, so uh, what is it's it? the 519 VX. It's actually 519 VX. It's it's the same boat that actually uh, Bankston used to have. So Brian Bankston used to have the exact same boat as, as what I have right now. So mm-hmm. very nice. So you started. Did you come? Did you, did you come down here at all? No. Go ahead. Now, so you officially started guiding what, like, uh, summertime last year? Thanksgiving, around Thanksgiving. Okay. Actually, so fall. Mm-hmm. And it's been it's been pretty consistent since then. I'm getting about uh, maybe two trips a week or so. Um, it's nothing crazy, but um, hey, as long as it pays the bills, I'm able to fish. Like, that's that's all that really matters to me. So. 
I'm looking to looking to grow though. I'm working on my website and doing all kinds of stuff. So fishing tournaments, get my name out there. Coming on this famous Hell Bass Live. So <laughs> you know anybody coming down, Rich? Yeah, dude. So, do you do this every week? Yeah, every, every most every week, unless I got too much going on. But yeah, pretty much every Wednesday night. So that mean you're not watching okay. every Wednesday night? What? <laughs> it, be, it makes it sound like you don't watch every Wednesday night. Like you didn't know that. <laughs> I, I feel like I do though. Every every Wednesday night, I don't know, it pops up on my notifications because I get I subscribe to you. So I, I think I think I I watch every every Wednesday night. Depending on how cool your guest is. Can you read that? Ask Dave the top five anglers from the St. Croix band. Ask, yeah, uh-huh. Well, obviously Ringo is, is number one. <laughs> uh, you might know some of these guys. I don't know. Uh, Wes Haney. Do you know Wes Haney, Rich? Mm-hmm. Um, Mike, Mike Mattis. Mattis was also yep. in that club. Um, Josh Miller. Josh Miller is really good over there. He was also in that club. Um, who else? Was Birch in there? I don't know. His brother, Jacob, is really good, too. Uh, Randy Birch was in the club for a while. Yep. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a, it's a really tough club, dude. If you wanted to join a Wisconsin club and try to make – the Minnesota State team and the Wisconsin State team in the same year. That would be pretty dope, dude. Yeah, I feel like I've oh, pretty yeah. much – Corey Hawk was in our club too. I've pretty much either fished against all those guys in weekend series tournaments, the BFLs, or at divisionals. So I've met all those guys. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Yeah, Dave Manziel's really good too, his fishing partner. Lake Apopka, Apopka. Uh, actually, uh, Lake Lake Apopka is there's two ramps that are both five minutes away from my house. I've been on Lake twice in the last year, um, and it actually is really good. Don't tell anybody though. <laughs> nice. So, do you strictly do you do any live bait shiner fishing, or do you do all artificials on your trips? Uh, I actually do both. I, I first started out, I was just going to do artificials. I was like, I'm going to be like King shit. I'm just going to, we don't need to use shiners or whatever. And then I, I quickly realized, okay, you know what? Like, let's, let's do this shiner deal. Cause like, at least then we're catching more fish or more consistently catching fish. So, uh, I actually do both. Uh, my clients will usually be using artificials up front and then I'll, uh, I'll be using artificial or a, a shiner pole, at least one shiner pole in the back. Oh, Mark <laughs> is down here. Yeah, so Mark, Mark. actually, he was a uh, he marked some. Me a, out, from, man. He's from Oklahoma. Then he spent a few years up here in Minnesota and fishing Gopher Bassmasters back in the day, and then he's kind of moved around a bit. But now I think he's also recently moved to Florida. 
So there you go. You guys can become Facebook friends. You guys are mm-hmm. close. Okay. <clears throat> Hit me up, Mark. Let's go on Lake Apopka. They actually nice. so you had got a couple a, trips. With... They did a tagging program, Rich, out on Lake Apopka. Sure. Tell us about it. There. Are we talking over each other a little bit? Um, they had a tagging program on Lake Apopka, and they tagged a 12-pound bass this spring. And uh, one of the Florida guys down here during the Toyota series actually caught it, and they were giving away $5,000, whoever could catch it. He caught it during a tournament during the Toyota series, actually. Weighed like nine and a half pounds or something. Hmm. Crazy. So there's some big fish in Lake Apopka. I'm pretty it's sure a there's a long like, run for a tournament, but also Apopka is actually part of the chain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like part of Harris. Oh, yeah. or part of Harris. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, so people are intrigued about the shiner running wide open. Um, how do you fish shiners? Yeah, so there's uh, two different ways. You can like drag it like a tube or like drift it, which is what I do a lot of times. Like we'll use the trolling motor and then you just use took it through the nose with like a little circle hook. Um, you don't need any weight or nothing like that. You just drop it by the side of the boat and just, you know, go 50 feet away from it and then close the bell. Or you can do it the boring way, which a lot of other guys do where they just put it on a bobber and they hook it through the back and just watch a bobber all day which i'm not gonna put my clients on bobber fishing that sounds like watching paint dry (laughs) nice follow-up question how big are the shiners uh the domestics that you buy are about uh four inches or so uh but you get some wild shiners that are like 12 inches long like just ginormous ones they're just like giant like almost like gizzard shad um you need a really big plug to be able to to hold that that shiner in place um but normally the ones i'm using are only four to five inches long maybe do you know all these people rich some of them, there a lot of them are people in here that are usually on here, uh, regulars. A few new names. Some people I know in real life. Some people okay. I don't. Any any cool gator stories? You got to have at least one. You've been there a year. There's got to be like one like crazy gator story by now. Uh, I actually, you know, what's funny about that dude is I actually don't see a lot of gators. I don't know if it's where I'm fishing or. If they're getting less prevalent, but um, Lake Apopka, which is right by my house, if you go out on that lake, legit, like you will see 50, 60 gators in just an afternoon, evening. They're everywhere. Like they'll just be swimming out in the middle of the lake. Like <laughs> they're all over on the shoreline. Like and some big ones too, like really, really big ones, like 12 footers. Um, but I like never. I fish Toho a lot too, and I don't ever see him on Toho. Like never. Hmm. Interesting. But it, 
it's yeah i feel like it's more of a south florida stuff deal now down towards alligator alley and stuff like that towards the everglades just a lot of them but not really up by orlando so have you, have you made any road trips to find some peacock bass yet <clears throat> Uh, not yet. It's on the list. I've actually been bugging a guy that I know down there. I want to go down a lake. There's a lake called Lake Ida, and I guess they have peacocks. They have, um, um, this clown knife fish. I don't know if you've ever seen pictures of that fish. It's a pretty cool looking fish. It's, looks like a salamander kind of weird, like dogfish looking thing. Um, and then they have another one that's like a small, like bluegill looking thing. I can't remember the name of it, but it's a another cichlid? only South Florida fish. Lucy, a Lucy fish or something, hmm. I think. But What's up, it's, on, with it's on the list, bro. It's on the hmm. list. Nice, cool. Oh, serious, hard hitting question here. <laughs> uh i do actually i do but the only reason that i work a regular job right now don't i hope my boss is watching this but i'm trying to save up to buy a house and if i quit my job i the poll for people who i know in real estate that you have to have two years of income through your own business and i don't want to wait another year and a half so i'm just holding on to this job right now while i guide on the side and save up some money you know so have a house you all can come down and visit bro i'll i'll make sure there's a couple guest bedrooms there you go so you'll have like a airbnb a guiding service like it'll just be all these things it'll be just a, an enterprise heck yeah that's seriously you, you you're joking about that rich but that's actually my idea so come on down join it i think you'll have a great time Bring the kids with you, dude. Bring the wife. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I'm not. I'm gonna. I'm gonna have the house, and then two weeks later, I'm gonna put my two weeks in. <clears throat> nice. Cool. Looks. It sounds like uh, fishing with Grant just gave away a rod reel combo on his stream. <clears throat> so. So. You got a little, you got a side job, you're guiding uh, a few other things, then you're sneaking in some BFLs and a few other tournaments and some nation tournaments. And uh, I don't know what, so how it seems like you've adapted to Florida fishing pretty well. What can you say? Like, do you think it like correlates from Minnesota and all the grass? Was it completely new? Like, just walk us through like what it's been like adapting to Florida from Minnesota. Um, that's a really interesting question, Rich, because, uh, when I first moved down here, I actually thought it was super tough. And I don't know if that's because we had a couple BFLs on Harris chain and Harris is just fishing really weird. But, um, I feel, I feel like once you get used to just able to slow down even more than Minnesota, like Minnesota, it's like, you can go down any shoreline that you think there's fish on and there'll be fish on it it's not like that in florida like that it, it all looks the same pretty much so you have to get used to literally just slowing down 
and and fishing an area and finding out if there's fish there or not fish there and then going to another area you can't really you can't do that whole running gun you know just willy-nilly just fishing everywhere it doesn't it just doesn't work that way down here um so if you just take your time and pick things apart you know you'll start figuring out okay they're here or they're not here or you know this is what i should do just, yeah you just can't fish real fast is really the key in florida i feel like but so you just get a june bug it's, it's been and a slow tough down. transition but i i feel like <laughs> no not you <laughs> look at you you have you been down here before rich i i've been to florida i've never fished in florida <clears throat> Wait, hold on a second. The famous Rich Lindgren is has been here, but never fished here. We've just been to like uh, work conferences and uh, Disney World. Okay, I'm I'm like 15 minutes away from Disney World, dude. So come on down with the family, bro. We'll go out. Well, I'm sending them them down later this year, and I don't know that I'm going with. <laughs> What? It's like not during, forget when they're going, but it's like still like good fishing up here at that time. It's not like winter. We'll yeah, see. What, Maybe I'll change what you also kind of have to get used to, I feel like in Florida, Rich, is um, like the numbers. There's so much more numbers, I feel like, in Minnesota and Wisconsin. Like you literally will catch fish all day long up there but down here it's it's not like that at all like i mean when i won my bfl in okeechobee i only caught eight fish all day nine fish maybe you know when i when i got a top 15 on the toho event i same thing i only caught like eight or nine so but that's in general true i don't know anywhere kind of south of uh, the upper Midwest, you know, like even when I've fished tournaments in Indiana and Illinois, Alabama, Texas, like sure there's outliers and there's days where you crush them, but day in and day out, you don't catch the numbers that you catch uh, in Minnesota, Wisconsin, all, you know, all year long. Mm-hmm. So even so when you were at like Gunnersville, I think for the, for the national tournament, you really didn't catch them there. Uh, Pickwick, yeah, we fished Pickwick in November. That was pretty stingy. I think I caught seven or eight keepers the first day, and only oh two the second day. <laughs> but that's Man, also a fifteen-inch minimum. Tough. So I mean, so tell us more about these uh, BFLs. Like, so you. You basically fished like what your third BFL, fourth BFL down there, and you popped a win. <laughs> yeah, uh, it was the fourth one. Yep, of the five. Uh, the first two were at Harris. Uh, I got a check in the first one. Uh, I didn't get a check in the second one and kind of sucked it on Harris. And then backed it up with a top 15 at Toho uh, with an opportunity to probably get like a top five 
if I would have just top three, maybe if I would have gotten one more decent fish. Um, and then went down to Okeechobee on two days of practice and somehow pulled it out of my rear end, man. I don't know. Got you had lucky, what? I guess. 20 and change? Yeah, 20 pounds and four ounces. Nice. 20 pounds and three ounces or something. Yeah. So, I mean, when you think of Okeechobee, though, you think that a 20-pound bag is not going to win you a BL against, like, Brandon McMillan, like, all these other guys that, like, grew up on that lake. Like, but it was it was super windy. Like, Okeechobee's fishing tough, too. So, like, there's a ton of dirty water everywhere. So, uh, yeah, I mean, when we have 20-mile-an-hour winds blowing – there's that many areas to fish and there already isn't that many areas to fish because of all the dirty water. So it ends up, you know, everybody's bunched up together. So everybody ends up sharing fish through a whole giant lake like that. Yeah. So was that like a spot deal? Did you have a pattern? Like, did you just hunker down in one little area? Like how, how did it go down and what, what was your techniques? Uh, so I literally had two rods on my deck the whole day because, uh, uh, I had actually, it's a funny story. So there's a couple days before I went down for practice, Brandon McMillan actually posted a wire to fish video about how he likes to fish a black and blue swim jig. And I was like, huh, you know what? I really like to throw a black and blue swim jig. I think, I think I'm just going to tie that on and just cast it around during practice to see if I can find some, some areas where there might be some fish. And I went down there and the first day of practice, the first morning, it wasn't that great. But then I caught like 21 and a half pounds, 22 pounds that first day of practice in the evening. And I'm like, that's crazy. Like this never happens on the first day of practice. You don't just run into them like that. And, um, the second day of practice, then I took in, I was like, what am I going to do now? Well, then I went to the, yep, just like that, brother. Just like that. You know it, dude. Only that has a light wire hook, right? I don't know if I throw that one in Florida. That looks like a... Yeah, it's a super a case, so it's got a decent hook in it, but... but sure, go ahead. Throw it around. Found some fish. I Black and blue swim jig. Next to me, but... Yeah, so then I, uh, the second day of practice that I had, I went to the very south end where I guess Skeet Reese had won the MLF tournament there like a month prior or something. And, dude, I couldn't I couldn't find anything on the very, very south end. So uh, I went back towards Clewiston, and literally I found another area that evening, that second day of practice, and it turned out to, to actually save me because – it was the second spot I fished that, that tournament day. Um, and yeah, I mean, it was, it was only literally like three areas that I had found, um, throwing that, that black and blue swim jig and kind of pitching it to all the cattails and everything that's kind of in that same area. Um, because in Florida, all these lakes are just too big. You literally have to find, like a couple areas or one area and just and hunker down or you're just gonna the wheels are just gonna come off every single time pretty much 
you can't really I don't feel like you can really run a whole pattern through a whole lake down here. It's not like I don't know, not like a upland reservoir or something like that or <clears throat> you know, you just have to fish lower down here too in Florida is the problem. So that's why you literally have to find an area to to fish and yeah, dude, I don't know. Just, just got really fortunate from the day, dude. I, I went out there. I was all amped up, and uh, it was 9.30, and I didn't have a fish in the boat, dude. I had zero, and my co had three. And he's like, hey, bro, like, uh, you know, you're, you're still in it. Just you know, keep the wheels on. And I proceeded then to catch, like, a six right in front of literally within casting distance of two other guys. They were right next to me. Um, and then I had like a seven, like bust at my bait and I got all antsy and I pulled it away from them like an like idiot. And, uh, it was like 1130 left that spot and then went to this other spot that I had found that spot I had found on the second day of practice and proceeded to catch my limit within an hour. And there was like eight boats in that area too, but they were all not really fishing it the same way I was fishing it. Um, I was fishing like way shallower, I feel like, probably than everybody else was. Uh, I was only in a couple feet of water the whole the whole tournament. So um, I think it was one of the areas. I just had confidence in a couple areas, Rich, and literally just picked them apart, just made like a mass figured I'd run it by enough fish to be able to, to do well because going into that tournament, I was – 25th in points or something, and the top 45 get to go to the regional. So I was literally just trying to catch a 20-plus pound bag just to make sure I stayed in the top 45. Um, I wasn't really trying to win the thing. I didn't think I'd, I'd be able to win it with a 21-pound 20, bag or a 22-pound bag. I figured it was going to be 30 pounds or 28 pounds or something. But, yeah, it worked out. <laughs> Yeah, congrats. What kind of, like a swim bait trailer or a craw trailer? What kind of swim jig trailer? Uh, speed craw. I throw okay. a speed craw pretty much all the time. Uh, mm -hmm. There's this new one I guess I came out with. It's like a super speed craw. It's like a bigger profile one. I use the little one for like smallmouth on the river. Like you better be throwing that, that black and blue swim jig during the during the state tournament down on four and five with a little speed craw on there because that's the deal. But I was throwing the bigger, bigger speed craw. Okay, cool. <clears throat> um, mm -hmm. Let's see. During the, the Toho event, I was, uh, I was actually throwing a Carolina rig, which I actually – don't even like throwing a Carolina rig. I didn't even really like throwing it until I started moving, started or moved to Florida here. Nobody likes the Carolina rig, really. <laughs> yeah, I felt like I've, a couple times, oh my God, what am I doing? Yeah, uh-huh. But I just I just knew that there was nothing back in Minnesota other than a bunch of one and a half two pounders and uh, <laughs> a, a really long winter and I don't I don't like winter so 
I left. All right. So, like, way back, growing up in Minnesota, were you always in bat? How'd you get started? Like, did you always like bass fishing? Were you a multi-species guy? Like, what was the, how'd you get into it, high level? Uh, my dad actually uh, fished in a club when I was young and would take me out all the time as a kid and um, fished in the St. Croix Bass Anglers. And then I uh, I left that club after fishing, fishing there for a few years and uh, fished some weekend series events. I might have fished some against you too and then uh, moved over to Minnesota. So I was like, I'm going to join a Minnesota club and join the Viking Bass Masters. You want to say something? No, I think I remember you fishing as a co in a few tournaments that I fished as no. a boater, like weekend series or BFLs or something like that. I like Elma or Wabasha. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Yeah, that was that was the weekend series. I've actually I've never even fished the BFLs ever, not even in Minnesota, Wisconsin. Until okay. I, until I, this year, until I decided to move to Florida. What did I say? He said, "If you make the divisionals, you'll be an enemy." <laughs> no, I won't because I'll be in the I think be in the southeast division then. So I'll be I'll be in a different division then. We got a banger sighting in the house. We were talking about your old boat earlier, banger. Mm-hmm. Nobody likes on a Carolina rig. <laughs> uh. Yeah. So you've had some six. So what are you in the points now after? Because you were doing well and then you won one. Where are you at now? Uh, ninth. But actually, because you win one, you automatically get a bid to the regionals. So um, my goal is I don't know if Cade Laufenberg watches this this live feed or not. But since I saw him win a boat last fall, I was like, you know what? Screw it. I don't want to go win a boat. So uh the regionals is on the st john's river which i now qualified for which is only 30 minutes from my house too so i'm just gonna spend an obscene amount of time out there this summer to to try to try to win that soccer so yep they should need a swim Let's jig there go. yeah move to florida they eat a swim jig there really i don't they think should. so i think you're I mean wrestling. it's a river it's florida it's grass why wouldn't they eat a swim jig? Think about That's it. True. That is true. Yeah. Just because the local don't huh. doesn't mean they won't eat it. That's true. That's true. They'll probably eat it better, actually, because they'll be like, oh, what the heck? I've never seen that before. What is that? So <clears throat> now that you've uh, had some success, have you? Th- are you thinking about fishing any, like, Yodas or, like, Opens next season when they come through Florida? Uh, maybe, I don't know. Like, I think the last time we talked like in depth together, I was like all, all about the opens and stuff like that. And I think, I think it's a nice way to like, kind of get used to traveling and seeing different bodies of water, but it just, it just costs too much money, man. Like until I get like really financially stable with a house and, and this guide business, it's just, 
it's not really for me. Like that's why I'm fishing like local stuff, like local bigger money things. Um, but I don't think I'm gonna fish the opens for, for at least a couple years now. It's just, dude, it's like eighteen hundred a pop. Like plus, then you gotta pay for gas and lodging. Like that's just too much money to be throwing around. I feel like. Yeah, I was thinking more like just the the like the Florida Toyotas, like when they make their swing through there. Yeah, I'm. I might fish the one. I might fish the one. I'd have a lot more practice than everybody else. That's for sure. <laughs> All right. Are you gonna fish the open? Want... <clears throat> What's that? Are you gonna fish the opens at all? When are you gonna when are you gonna step it up out of Minnesota, bro? I wanna see you maybe fish in, the opens. Maybe in five years. <laughs> five years? Five years? Okay, we'll be traveling buddies. You'll be in Florida by then. Uh the so jackhammer you... doesn't work in Florida. <laughs> no. It doesn't work in Florida. <laughs> Uh, it ca- it catches a few here and there. Yeah, it's it's a pretty good bait. Yeah, it's probably you actually works better. That, Ringo, that's why you're asking. The the jackhammer's at its best around why? grass. I don't think like it's a good bladed jig, but I think it's at its best when it's in around grass. It's... Have you tried the other ones, Rich? Like the Thunder Cricket or no? I've dabbled with the Thunder Cricket. I don't love the Thunder Cricket. It's okay. Uh, I would say the one I throw the most outside of the Jackhammer is the Z-Man Custom, which is a, a TW exclusive. Hmm. It's like 8 okay. bucks. It's got a really good hook. It's got a wire keeper. It's got a, a twisted wire tie um, connection instead of a clip. So like, if you like throwing on blade, braid and you're worried about hooking an 8-pounder like if you're in Florida... It's got a way better connection mm-hmm. than a, a jackhammer. <clears throat> um, Interesting. Okay. And then uh, playing around with the uh, Super K clacking this year a little bit. Do you have a, Do you have one right by you? Let me see one. I, I don't think I've seen one. I don't. Mm, I don't think my swim jigs are handy. I think they're in the boat. Or my my vibrating jigs. <clears throat> Sorry. Uh, yeah. Seaman Customs really good. Best color for that custom. Whatever you like throwing, whatever other, whatever bladed jig works for you where you fish already. The custom, whatever closest one. I have not checked out the black and blue. You never can go black and. I mean, you only need you need a you need a black and blue. You need a white or white and chartreuse, and you need a bluegill. That's all you need. See. Everybody knows about the clacking. What is this clacking? What what is going on? It's from you know Super K Jigs, the company out of Wisconsin. Super K. Yeah, Greg Greg Zuski used to start it. Very started. Yeah. Video. So they have a they have a bladed jig with a direct connection, and all you have it comes with the, the blade separate, and you have to attach it yourself. <laughs> Interesting. That's how they got around the patent, maybe. 
maybe maybe that's how <laughs> uh, so let's talk a little more about your guiding um because you're clearly a tournament rock star and but what would you say like what is your typical client are you getting a lot of like really new anglers people that are like disney world and they decide they want to go fishing for a day are you getting like old friends are you getting like serious bass guys like what what is typical what's the mix what what's what are the type of clients uh yeah it's more like a serious bass angler more of like the people that i already know because they're already within my network um but I really, I really want to tap into that whole Disney market, you know, like people coming down here with their families this summer, like, you know, if you just want to come out for a day, you know, like the wife and the kids can go to the, the park and then dad and son or whatever can hop in the boat with me and stuff like that. Cause that's, that's really where you're going to start getting a lot of, a lot more clients is, is from Disney. And then now that the Orlando convention center is, is going to be back up and running here soon and iCast is going to be right around the corner. That's only two, two, three months away. So um, all those people coming into town for business and stuff like that do it really, really the people I'm going to try to target here more this summer. Mm -hmm. Nice. But yeah. So what, what kind of rate? You thought about guiding in Minnesota, Rich? No, I, I've done a little bit of guiding, like just like uh, here and there. I bet people would pay to go out with you, dude. You're a freaking, you're a stud, man. Uh, so uh, here, here's the 350 okay. for four hours. And then it goes up from there. So is like your Facebook page the best way for people to get a hold of you or? Uh, yeah, through uh, David Paycheck Fishing or David Pekachik Fishing. Yep, right there. I think I feel like it's easier to get a hold of me through my actual Facebook though. But yeah, that's cool. Are you following me? Nice. Hope you're following me right now. Through there. Um, or actually just call me. I think my phone number's on there too somewhere so um, so now you said you caught him on a speed craw but that looks like a rage craw <laughs> look at you yeah that actually is a, a different trailer that I just put on there it's not the same it's did not you put on a Guggen Kraken craw because it was presented by Guggen no, dude, I don't use Dugan baits, man. You all, we all know that real tournament bass guys don't fish Dugan baits. <laughs> Let's be real. Not even know. Scott Martin, and not even Jacob Wheeler. Maybe they do. Maybe they do. I don't know. Do you throw Dugan baits, Rich? I don't think I have ever made a cast with a Dugan bait. <clears throat> That I'm aware of. <laughs> Not even the Ned rig with the, the cool rattle in it? No. Are you specializing in chain pickerel no. as well? 
<laughs> get out of here. That was his first chain pickerel. He was really excited. Can't you tell? <laughs> uh, yeah, I do chain pickerel, chain pickerel uh, tournaments too. Yeah, there's Toho there, dude. I don't remember that one. I mean, that was practice. That's my PB right there, bro. This one? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know. It's smaller than your PB. Nope. Look at that beast, bro. <laughs> Eight ten, bro. What's up? You know what I caught it on? Like a lunker log? Car- Carolina rig, yep. <clears throat> the S waiver. Pulled up an oh, so he caught an S waiver with his jig today. <clears throat> nice. So he caught a glide bait with his jig today. Nice, nice catch, Darius. So yeah, yeah you're saying like so here's the thing is like I got a pretty decent job that is a full time job. And so I save my yep. time off for my kids and fishing tournaments. So it doesn't really pay for me to take days off to go guiding. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Yeah. Or you could do it like I do it where like you just do evening trips. So you do it uh, I don't have to work during the week. I have Literally, my kids have sports 12 days a week. <laughs> it's not mathematically uh, possible, but that's what it's like. <laughs> <laughs> you could just cut out sleep, Rich. That's what I'm doing now. That's why we're streaming do at night trips. 10 o'clock at night, and we're editing <laughs> videos through the end of the night on the YouTube channel. That's what I'm doing, because night trips in Minnesota <laughs> aren't a thing. Oh, my so when my kids grow up in a few years, they are for muskies. I'll get mad at them again. Uh-huh. So that's when it's going to happen. <clears throat> uh, thirteen and almost eleven. So you got that's how old they are. Seven years <clears throat> until they're eighteen and on the road. When they can start driving themselves to their own practices, we should be good. Uh oh. Then I'm gonna have to worry about you invading Florida and taking all my money. <clears throat> nah. Um <clears throat> so what uh I don't know, any other good stories? Like we kind of just breezed over you just kinda like, oh I just went to Florida and I just like I started a guide service and, and, and won a BFL. Like there's gotta be some like <laughs> Some some life lessons. There's got to be some good stories, some like unexpected things. Like, give us a couple nuggets on that journey because we only spent like two minutes on that. Uh, uh. So I don't know. Maybe I didn't prepare as much as I I should have. I took in. Uh, I quit my job and I had another job. Uh, but I didn't find like where I want to live, so I stayed in my truck for a few months when I moved to Florida. That's kind of crazy, dude. Like, so you were basically uh, living out of your. Who, who is willing? Okay. 
truck bed for truck like and towing my, down and by the towing river. my boat every, <clears throat> yeah van down by the river david paycheck like what am i doing i moved to florida like i don't know where i want to stay like uh did i think this completely through or am i insane uh but yeah last summer i finally found a place to kind of like settle things down because i figured uh bringing my boat to work and keeping my boat at a storage unit probably wasn't the best idea. So, uh, yeah, now things are more stable. I can focus on fishing and guiding and, uh, yeah, I don't have to go to the gym to shower. I actually have a shower two feet from me. So, <laughs> so was that like crazy life of day? Like, were you grilling out? Were you like Mav, like truck camping style, like were you just like eating ramen out of a cup? Like what what was what was your living out of your truck for three months situation like? It was like staying at Walmart parking lots and hoping that I don't get robbed and going into Walmart and getting food and going to a gym and showering and yeah, dude, it was like complete like living down by the river, redneck redneck shit, like so you like would just go into Walmart? I was like, and yeah, I'm sandwich. just gonna try to figure this out. <laughs> so you like go to Walmart, get a yeah, sandwich, get an apple, precisely. get it like <laughs> precisely, dude. Yep, I took it. I actually, I I I had a I bought a topper, so like at least I have a topper, and then I could like get back there, and I had a nice big queen size bed that would fit across my whole bed. Um, and then I put like, dude, I put like curtain rods up, and like I had curtains and stuff like that because I was all paranoid. And, like, I had, had, like, this locking mechanism so I could lock the inside of my topper so people couldn't mess with me. Like, it was it was crazy, dude. Like, it's it's nuts here in Florida. It was probably a little more dangerous than I, I would like to admit. <laughs> but I did it, dude, and I survived, so I'm good now. It's a good way to save a little money. No, no rent or house payments for three months. <clears throat> Yeah, no, dude, nothing, no. Did, no. did you have any guide trips? Scary. You didn't have guide trips wanna... during that time period, right? No, mm-mm. no, I was just studying for my captain's exam, and I took a leave of absence at my job up in Minnesota. And yeah, I just had my all, all my stuff down here and had a storage unit, and was towing my boat everywhere, pretty much. But, so you'd be like, oh yeah, just then a buddy from Minnesota. Ramp. When you get there, knock on the topper. I'll get. <laughs> Dude, that's exactly what it was. Yeah, just hey, bro, just come on by. I'll be there. You know where to find me, Dave Sweet. But nice. yeah, John, he's uh, right near Orlando, so Toho, Harris Chain, a couple other lakes. Mm-hmm. Yep. John's Lake, Butler Chain. Um, and I was not at a campground. I was legit staying at Walmart parking lots and like mall parking lots and stuff like that. With my with my boat behind too. My old boat, yeah. Yeah, I've been hearing all this more. I've <clears throat> a few people in our neighborhood, newer cars. Obviously been hearing this about other tournaments like in Texas. People so that's the thing. You drive an older vehicle, nobody wants to steal your catalytic converter. <clears throat> nobody wants the catalytic converter out of my 2011 Tahoe. 
do do diesels have catalytic converters or no? I don't think so. But I don't know. <clears throat> What's up, Walt? Glad you made it. <clears throat> well, Lauren's got all the good questions. Did your family think you were nuts more so than they already knew you were nuts when you decided to go down there? <laughs> yeah, I think my dad just all he said was pretty much like good luck. Like I don't <clears throat> know if you make it. <laughs> uh i don't know my family just knows that i'm kind of a gypsy kind of guy where i just like kind of just travel where the wind takes me and i'm just all over the place so they probably just assumed it was just another one of dave's crazy decisions yeah, like, like, like off, they were probably thinking what took what, what took him so long we thought he would have done this 10 years ago <laughs> i wish i wish i would have done it 10 years ago rich i really do like i wish i was like 20 something but i thought i yeah, I don't know. I just thought I was stuck in Minnesota this whole time, and nobody's nobody's stuck anywhere. You can literally go wherever you want and do whatever you want. So, just do it, man. America You're too old. America. <laughs> yeah. So actually, you know, like I actually, when I go to tournaments and like BFLs and stuff, I uh, I camp out of the back of the Trailblazer in the Tahoe all the time. That's like my normal thing. I usually stay at campgrounds not Walmart parking lots, but like, that's my normal thing. Like I <clears throat> do that all the time. I like, uh, being outside. I like being like connected to my boat in a campground. Like you never hear about people losing their catalytic converters or their props getting stolen or all their rods getting at campgrounds. You hear that about hotels, right? So I just like staying in mm-hmm. campgrounds and things like that. Yeah. <clears throat> Um, yeah, Brent, Brent Hames does that too. He has like a, like a skillet he's actually got that a he brings with like a little <laughs> propane and like, oh yeah, he's got a van, yeah, he's a van down by the river. <clears throat> His is actually That's legit set up. That's the way to do it, dude. No, for sure. Like, you sound like Rick Lund actually when you say all that stuff. I don't know if you've read his book or something, but. About just being outside and being in tune and all that stuff, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm not a yeah. fan of tents. Like yeah. the I last like thing I want to do on for sure. tournament morning is to pack up a wet tent and then have to deal with that when I get home. So that's why I don't tent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you have like a a bed in the back of your truck or something? I've got like some foam mattresses, like foam pads that I roll out. Yeah, <clears throat> like multiple. Thickness is a different memory type foam to kind of build your own. <clears throat> that way it just keeps it a little narrower. Okay. Like got yeah. a lot of big, right? <clears throat> that way I can store more tackle back there. <laughs> You're not. You're crazy. Did you ever get one of those uh, Mega Bass hats that you're going to turn into a visor, bro? No. I'm just going to rock my Arsenal. I don't buy hats <laughs> to make visors. There's plenty of hats uh, available. Uh, <clears throat> mm-hmm. so do, do you have any other big uh, wins before, before your, your, your big, big open? Win, what was your biggest win? Uh, I mean, it wasn't a big win, but it was my first open as a co-angler. I made the top 12 and made Saturday on Doho. That was pretty BA. That was like a few years ago. But no, this is my first like 
upper level win. Uh oh, Diesel's doing have catalytic converters. Yeah. I'm in trouble. You probably lost yours when you were sleeping in a Walmart parking lot. You don't even know it. <clears throat> <laughs> uh, probably took a sawzall to it underneath me. Oh well. So, uh, do you feel like people actually suck less by listening to this, Rich? Do people tell you that? Or is that like do your what? like slogan? Suck less? Do people suck less because they listen to this? Some people do. I don't know about tonight, but mostly, most shows, I think people learn stuff and suck less. <laughs> you, don't know, you don't know if they're learning anything today. <laughs> what do people want to know? Well, how about give us state like, teams, like 20 state teams now or something? I've made a few. Um, so maybe give us like, if somebody comes down to Florida for the first time, what are three things you got to keep in mind? Like here's th- Dave's top three tips for your first trip to Florida. Okay. Uh, make sure you bring a chatterbait. I'll go through the baits. Make sure you bring a chatterbait, speed worm, a Carolina rig, and a swim jig. Those are like the four four baits you'll need. Like literally, like you can go anywhere. Yeah, in Florida and catch those. And black and blue or June bug or June bug red. Like. Um, and probably book a book a guide trip with David Paycheck Guide Service. That would probably help you too. Look at Brad. Um, Brad says hi. Brad's coming to join you, isn't he? Isn't he moving to Florida, or is on his way, or just did, or something? Yeah, he says hi. Yeah, he's looking to buy us here. Maybe we'll see. A lot of guys are. A bunch of guys that I've been talking to that are thinking about moving down here. Come on, Brad. Brad actually did worse than I did in that tournament, so I think he made me feel slightly better about myself. I should, before we get too far, I should, we have not talked about thanking Arsenal Fishing for supporting the the channel and the stream, so uh, usually we do that in the beginning of the show. We're kind of doing that towards the end, but definitely shout out to Arsenal Fishing. If you guys haven't checked them out, check it out. You can get an old retro hat like this guy over here. Um, right here. Yeah, check them out. Coat. This so what? What? Cool I don't know. You, you rock some Arsenal fishing stuff. What's What's your favorite like Arsenal fishing stuff? Uh, his swim baits are really good. I really like his swim baits. Mm-hmm. The little the tactical minnows. Swimmers. Yeah, they called tactical minnows, David. You got some there? Uh, I think they're in the boat. <laughs> pretty sure yeah you have so much stuff you can't find anything it's just we've 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 put stuff in the boat because it's derb season uh-huh the ice came off the lake like two weeks ago or something do you not throw many like you got your clients throwing like wacky rigs down there or what uh a lot of jerk baits and uh baits 
Uh, I've had him throw Carolina rigs, but I feel like it's hard for, for people to kind of like on them, but I feel like they're hard to like figure out how to actually fish. Um, so it's just easier to just throw like a moving bait. Just sure. something going through the water column. Top water, top water works too. Little devil's horse action. Oh. <clears throat> Five baits. Five baits. A spook. Mm, I don't. I don't like those. I don't like those prop baits. They're too slow for me. But I don't like guys throw. It's a lot of walking baits. Is that what you said? A spook works well. A bone. Yeah, a spook. A white spook is really, really good down here. So. <laughs> Here's it, my thing has always been like I don't know why they make top waters that aren't bone colored. Like, that's all I throw. Like, I don't care if I'm in Texas or <laughs> Minnesota or anywhere in between. I'm throwing a bone top water. Yeah. It's like the only color that you need. You don't need any other colors. I mean, it worked for uh, Lee Livesey, so. Uh, yeah. Uh, I'm throwing Lowrance. Strictly Lowrance. What's up? Uh, uh, I'm going to probably get the Garmin, I don't know what they call it, Live Scope or Pan Optics, the newest one, whatever it is. Um, but that's, that's it. I don't know. And I'm going to get a Hummingbird just for mapping because that's all it's good for. So you're not going to get the active target for Lowrance? No, I think, I think it looks like junk, dude. I think it looks like crap compared to the, the Garmin one, don't you? I can't say that I have been in the boat with Active Target, so. I mean, I'm sure there's people that would disagree with me, but I've looked at some of the, the ads for it, and I'm like, that looks like Gen 1, Gen 2 Garmin stuff. Like, why are you even, why are you even buying that? I don't know. It looks like an ultrasound. I want to be able to actually physically see those fish swimming around versus the little blobs. At this time, Marty, I do not have anybody providing prizes for Drain the Lake. So if somebody would like to step up and provide prizes, we could give away prizes for Drain the Lake. Um, So Lauren says, I assume you provide all the equipment. Like you could just fly in, buy a fishing license, hop in the boat, you're good to go, right? Like, what what does somebody need to bring if they're going to do a fishing trip with you? Uh, they don't need to bring anything other than a, a good attitude, a, a rain suit. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Like, really, like just a good attitude and uh, because sometimes fishing can be a little bit slow in Florida, or it, like takes a little while to to find them, even on on those trip days, but we'll eventually find them. Um, and then what else are they asking? Is there a website? Yeah, it's a daycheckfishing.com. And then um, we can work out something if you're booking two to three three days of, of guide trips. Um, yeah, I have all the rods and reels, and I probably have just as much as tackle as Rich does. could open up his own tackle store, so we're good to go there. Um, I haven't been out any lakes right now, so I couldn't tell you. I have not been out since the 25th of April, so I, I'm not sure what the water has done here locally. I would assume it's in the low to mid-50s right now, 
but that would be a guess. Yeah. Orchard is a decent lake, but it's got four parking spots, so it's really hard to get on. Uh, and a little money for a tip in case you catch them. <laughs> Good point, John. Uh, I would just, yeah, I mean, I don't know, like, I assume you can just buy it online on your phone. Like that's what I do when I buy licenses everywhere I go. Like that's I people really like to go to sporting goods stores and Walmarts to buy physical fishing licenses. I don't know a state that doesn't have a really slick online system that you can't buy on your phone in five minutes and then you have it. I don't know. Yeah. I just buy all mine online now. Like when you go to a new state, like you don't got time when you're fishing an opener something like that to dink around and go go buy a fishing license just buy it online <laughs> so you caught an eight pound 10 ounce new pb what was your pb before that <clears throat> mm. I don't know, it was probably seven something. I actually really don't even know. It was probably seven something up in Minnesota. Hmm. Maybe seven pounds. Which is a freak but show up I, here. I really didn't even care because I was like, I. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, catching I mean, a seven in Minnesota. To, you want to catch a big one up in Minnesota? Yeah. I mean, a seven in Minnesota is more impressive than an eight, 10 in Florida, for sure. <laughs> that's in my that's book. probably true. Yeah. That's probably true. Mm-hmm. But there isn't that uh, many of them out there, so I don't know. I figured I knew I was moving to Florida anyway, so I was like, why why even count that as a as a PB? <laughs> uh, so what, what's the biggest fish your clients have put in the boat? Uh, eight, eight, three or something. Eight four. Uh, it was about a month ago or something like that. So I don't know. I feel like a lot of a lot of people come down here and they think, oh, I'm gonna catch an eight or a nine or a ten, and like in a four hour trip, and like that's not that's not normal. Like that's you just don't just like go, I don't go out there and catch like eight, nine, ten pounders. Like, like people don't even. There's like one guide service down here that's trophy trophy guides or something like that, and it's like. I don't know how they even guarantee that you are going to catch a fish that big because legit, I spent a ton of time. I know a lot of guys down here that also fish a lot and that's just, that's just not the norm. Like you might catch a lot of fives and sixes on a trip, but you're not going to catch eight nines, and ten. So I feel like having expectations of not, not catching a fish of that caliber uh, is a realistic, expectation to not not come down here and expect you're going to catch something that big have the hope that you will but don't expect to catch something that big that i think that's sense. pretty legit <laughs> reasonable it doesn't matter if you're going to lake fork or falcon or florida like yeah never expect you're gonna i mean you can have high hopes but i would i wouldn't bank on it <clears throat> even the best of the best right like Mm-hmm. I mean, there was a hundred of the best anglers in the world on Lake Fork for three or four, you know, and 
I would guess just roughly there was only 10 or 28 pounders caught or something like 20 some up. I mean, like for a hundred guys, like, right. Like just think about it in that respect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Probably the best, the best lake right now in the country with the best anglers at probably one of the best times. And they still, they still didn't really catch a whole lot of giant fish. Yeah. Nice fish. Although nice. Lee, um, although Lee caught like almost five of them in one day, but no big deal on a top water. <laughs> on a top water, like two feet of water too. Can you imagine catching forty-two pounds on a spook? That doesn't even like seem like real life. Did he? Did he? Did he even catch any off that swim bait? I just I saw all the ones. I think his small one came on the swim bait. bait. His small one was on the swim bait. (laughs) What was his small one? Like six, seven, seven, (laughs) eleven. That's just insane, dude. That's just nuts. That's crazy. Can you imagine, dude? He caught the third biggest bag in bass history behind Dean Rojas and I don't know what the other bag was. Maybe it was uh, Paul Elias down in Falcon yeah, it was, a few years ago. I don't know if it was Elias. It might have been Scroggins. It was somebody in that Falcon tournament. <laughs> oh, okay. That's insane, dude. That's just, that's just insane. Yeah, I mean, I think honestly... That's. I think what Lee did was almost a little more crazy than what those other guys did, um, especially Dean. Like, I'm not discrediting what he did; it still was amazing. But to be able to catch him post spawn on a shad spawn topwater and almost break the record versus like literally just having them pull up right in front of you, like because you were in the right spot and there was literally just. I mean, if you hear him tell the story, he literally probably pulled up on a little spawning flat the size of my basement here, and there's an eight-pounder, there's a nine-pounder, there's, I mean, like, just, like, they just, boom, like, just, like, um, it, you know, at that point, it was probably a little bit like shooting fish in the barrel, uh, <laughs> but but to catch them fishing, I think those other two ones are a little right. more impressive, the, the, the other two 40-pound bags. Yeah, definitely more impressive than yeah than the Paul Elias one, like, or even the the Dean Rojas one. Yeah, mm-hmm. I would agree with that. Yeah, seven one is a freak. Do. Yeah, my Minnesota PB is seven point two five, and my overall PB is eight three out of Amazon. I mean, how many fish? That's really good, dude. That's really, really good. Um, you know who you should have on? You should have Jeremiah Charles Johnson. Do you know who that is? Oh, boy. <clears throat> the guy's got, like, the longest arms in fishing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> 
That's Just not saying. true. Is that true? It is true. I don't know. That is super true. Really? Oh, huh. I wonder if he's watching right now. <laughs> I'm sure he's not. He's he's way too important to be watching Maybe. this show. <clears throat> oh, yeah, right. This is a cool show, dude. I like this show. This is dope. You should get some, like rope lighting or something in the back dude some green rope lighting maybe oh, I, I didn't even turn my lights on oh yeah what <laughs> no, i do have background lights, lights. i just didn't even turn them on <laughs> you said you want a green dude that oh. is sick this just got cooler <laughs> there you go yeah what's up dude yeah Thank you. I feel like uh, this is so much more. Greenhead. Yeah. Larger small. It's got to be a large small. Yeah. yeah. Not small. Mm-mm. So I think our, our record, so state, just for perspective for people that aren't from this area, our state record smallmouth is exactly eight pounds. And I think our largemouth state record is 814. I think. So. Um, mm-hmm. So next week, speaking of the show, which I heard it. Oh, I heard the largemouth wasn't actually caught out of the lake that it was supposedly caught out of. Yeah. Uh, so Mark Raveling caught that, right? He said it was out of Lake Auburn. Yeah. Maybe it was, I don't know, maybe it was out of Tonka or Raconi or something. He didn't want to blast that lake. So he said I was one of those little ones, but whatever. But uh, I was saying, I've seen, like, a, hmm? I've seen a seven caught out of uh, blacks. Yeah, late show tonight. Didn't get started till nine. Uh, so we were talking about next week. Next week, uh, Bass Match Lead Series Pro Brock Mosley will be on Wednesday night. Dude, wow. How are you getting all these guys, dude, from the Elite Series? Well, I just said, well, this week I got Dave Paycheck, an Okeechobee BFL winner. So if you got time, then you can be on next week. <laughs> what? This is cool, dude. I, do you have like a personal inside connection with all these Elite Series guys or what? No, I just uh, send them, slide in their Instagram DMs. Really? Dang. Yeah. And then, huh. then I make him a free visor. Not really. But uh I give them a free visor. No, I mean all these guys, I mean, think about it. Like there's only so much media going around, right? And honestly, if you think about like BTL Bass U, a couple other big shows. It's like the same 10 or 20 guys, the winners that are on all the shows all the time, right? And like Brock Mosley's like killing it. Mm-hmm. But have you seen him on BTL? Have you seen him on Bass U? Have you seen it like, right? Like he's got like what four top tens in his last six tournaments at the elite level and he hasn't been on, right? So, I mean, these guys need mm-hmm. like things to do to talk to their sponsors about Exposure. and show that they're working, right? Like, so, I mean, it seems crazy, but 
bass fishing is not that mainstream. These guys need to get their name out and do things to show for their sponsors. So I'm happy to provide a platform. And like some weeks we talk to guys like you that have a unique story about like just throwing everything to the side and heading to Florida. And sometimes we talk about cool bait makers, right? Like, you know, dream smasher swim baits and, and witty outdoors. And, you know, we talked to Gary Dobbins and we talked to Josh Douglas and we talked, I mean, like, it's just whatever. There's a lot of interesting cool stories and fishing and we'll just keep running through them until I just can't do it anymore. Well, no, man, you run a really great program, dude. I, I've tuned in a bunch of times on, on Wednesday nights when I'm, I'm at home and got nothing going on. So yeah, I really appreciate you having me on, man. It's pretty dope. Yeah. Awesome. I just imagine like back in the, in the good old days when you're in the van, just, and it was cold that night, and you're just huddled up with your phone watching me on Facebook, like. <laughs> Rich, 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 keep me warm. Tell me why I should keep going. <laughs> uh, if Rich will just tell me his secrets to fishing docks, then I'll I'll become a so much better fisherman. Please, Rich. Yeah. Appreciate it, Tim. But you're doing just fine. I've never won a BFL. I'm just a nobody, dude. Uh, appreciate it, Tim. Not yeah, right, dude. I you don't say, even fish them, so I used to. I fished one full one full season of the BFLs in my life. Oh really? I took seventh in the points, or fourth, fourth, fourth or seventh, something like that. Um, yeah. If you want to try one Dream Smasher swim bait where we live, Rigo, get this guy right here. This bait gets chomped. They definitely wouldn't eat that in hmm. Florida for sure. No, not at all. Actually, you know, this Maybe one, you could uh, mail me a couple. Try them out. Actually, I don't, are Golden Shiners a thing in, in Florida? Yeah, Golden Shiners are a thing. Yeah, that looks dope. Dude, that looks sick. <laughs> Bro, just send that package to my house, please. Yeah? Do you, do you even have a house? We still you're still living in your van. <laughs> I do. No, this is not a, this is not a van. This, this is, is just van. like a virtual Zoom crazy, background. Crazy. That's not really a house. That's like really yeah. just a Walmart parking lot. I have a it's a green screen, yeah. It's just a green screen back there. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. I'm glad YouTube is good at converting closed captions. So that's awesome. Glad that that works for you, Lauren. That's awesome. Um, it is a little bit like the mats. It's actually different. I have a mat slurs. I'll show you those <clears throat> since you brought it up. So while I'm digging this out, do you throw any big baits? Somebody asked that earlier. Do you throw any big baits in Florida or not? Um, I don't, but I do know there's a couple guys that I'm friends with that do. So send them my way, dude. Let's, let's look at this. Heck, a mat lure. I've never heard of that. I'm going to make my, we're going to shrink David's face here for a second. <laughs> All right. So here's the mats. <clears throat> Lures bluegill. There's the dream smasher. So they are both like uh, a, a top hook 
swim bait. Um, this one has a little bit flatter bottom. The Dream Smasher, the, the the mats has that bottom hook for rigging a treble hook if you want. Size wise, uh, the Dream Smasher is actually just a smidge smaller, a little shorter. Um, the the Dream Smasher has a little bit more of a wedge tail, and then the the mats bluegill is more of a boot tail, almost like a I would say almost like a trash tail or a trash fish style uh, tail. So the tails are a little different. This one I need to boil. This one this one got a little bent. A uh, little bit smaller profile, um, but yeah. Otherwise, I mean, not way different. A little more realistic finish on the mats, but that's that's the comparison of the two. Hmm. Where's Matt's out of? They are West Coast, California. I don't know if they still make baits or not, but I back in the day, I bought a bunch of Matt's lures bluegills. <laughs> Oh jeez! Look at that—you got a whole box of just that one. And then I got all my all my Dream Smasher little bluegills in there. We got the uh, the Dream Smasher Kinggill, which is bigger than the mats by a decent amount. Hey, dude. Uh, the top hook is okay in the weeds, but obviously not weedless with that big hook, but you can go to their weedless shad like this and put a big beast hook in it. And then those come through the weeds really well. Uh, yeah. I would go with the weedless ones. If you want to fish them in pads and grass, I don't throw this thing is bite size. I mean, it seems a little big, but that thing is, you know, you compare that with like putting like a, gambler swim bait on the back of a swim jig and this thing is just a bite-sized profile honestly at that point it's not that big of a bait. where are you throwing these big swim baits rick these aren't big swim baits these are little swim baits so you can throw these anywhere but like here's the, the top of like milfoil i mean these things mm. that's a six inch it's not that big um, little black and blue for Florida. Ooh, yeah, with the little blade on the back. Yeah, that's Florida right there, bro. I should put a gold that's blade exactly in for Florida. Florida. Mm-hmm. I fished for one evening on Saguaro in Arizona. That's it. Went out with a buddy on a work trip one time. Caught a few small fish on like little swim baits and drop shots. Dude, I just saw on Havis, dude, the other day a guy caught a bluegill that was 6 pounds, 13 ounces yeah. well, or something. It's a, world it's a, record. It's a shell cracker what? or red ear sunfish. It's a but yeah, six pound panfish. Yeah. That's insane. That's crazy. Well, you said you like to throw spooks, right? What? The the old wooden lunker punker. Dude, that is dope, dude. 
That is sick. Look at that feather on there, dude. Got like eight things coming off of it. Dude, that looks like a that looks like a northern northern bait. Um, the next big goal besides buying the house is probably um winning the PFL regional on St. John's in in uh October. It's in October. Uh and then winning a boat and then qualifying for the PFL All American. That would be that would be a really big goal for me. Nice. So there's there's like a full size Vixen, which is like a spook compared to this thing. Holy Toledo, dude. That, that's like a musky bait. Or Florida bait. There you go. Hunker. Somebody said they'll sit you a mass bluegill. What? Hey, Bottom fishing, you rock, dude. Thing. Uh, yeah, or we can, uh, yeah, just add me on Facebook, send me a PM. Yeah, or just That'd go be dope. here, That'd be this sick. place right here. Get a hold of them, send them a message <laughs> yeah. right there. Yeah, yeah you're going to send one too, Rich? Send me a bluegill one. No. No, no. I I disagreed, Gene. I definitely think if you threw it, you would catch bass in Minnesota. So here's my absolute spiciest swim bait that I have right here. First of all, I'll give you a little bit of the artwork inside the box. Ooh. Little mermaid. A mermaid. Sick, dude. Have you made any? Have you made one cast with that rich? No, not yet. <clears throat> it was on a trade. I haven't, <laughs> I, I, haven't, <laughs> I haven't had time to get out and fish the big baits. I'm too busy fishing tournaments all the time. I don't have time to go out and fish big baits. Yeah, right. Look at Carl Jacobson. He throws freaking giant ass swim baits during Elite Series events. And how does that work? You throw for him? them during TBF. I don't know. He's doing good this year. Yeah, what's up? Dave's more of the flat brim guy than I am, for sure. Heck yeah, dude. You got rock. It's getting a little too much curl in it though right now. I need to I need to get that sucker straightened out. Iron it maybe. Cool. I don't know. So I don't know. If anybody's got any more questions, uh let's hit those up. Otherwise we'll probably uh kind of wrap this thing up if anybody's got any questions for dave or myself we can kind of open it topic 
but uh, I don't know. So you are you making any trips back to Minnesota for fun this summer? Uh, or you just like when it gets to like 112 degrees every day, are you coming back to visit or what's the plan? Yeah, I might, I might come back a couple times this summer. Uh, I do want to come back for and fish Mille this spring because Mille is my baby. I probably got, shoot, I don't know, 4,000 waypoints out on that lake. So if anybody wants to go fish in Mille I'll, I'll bring my Lowrance units and we can, we can hook it up and just go. I've scanned probably that whole lake, dude. You know that uh, that state tournament that I made? We had that state tournament out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I legit, legit that whole lake for like three weeks straight, like earlier in that year. Just how, hours and hours that, and hours and hours. How did that work out in the tournament? I got ninth, and I think you got 11th. Hmm. So, I don't know. I didn't win. But I made the team. Nice. I probably should have spent more than like twelve minutes out there. <laughs> Get out of here! You practice for twelve minutes. Well, I mean, I was out there for the week, but I didn't like that. Was really one of the few times I'd ever been out there. Like I. Yeah. yeah. What's up, Jeremy? Much Welcome much. to the fam, buddy. Um. Yeah, we are up in Minnesota. I just live just south of Minneapolis, but fish a little yeah, bit all over. We'll probably do Minnesota, and I'm down in Florida. Yeah, Richie lost you. But I, I did a a video from Smith Mountain. Like that lake's a cool lake. If you're looking for a lake to like go north, like Smith Mountain Lake's a pretty dope lake. For real, is is Maynard in Minnesota or is he somewhere else? No, he's not. But he's talking about the bullshad. But this is only this. Where is he at? Is he in Texas? I forget where Tim is. Tim, where are you from? Let us know. I forget. Like, sorry if I don't remember where everybody's in the chat. But he's not from Minnesota. All right, you got an email from Bono. There you go. What uh, video was that, Jeremy? He's in North Carolina. Tim is like, I think Tim is from like, now that he mentions that, I think he's from like the, maybe just outside of Raleigh-Durham, like Falls, Jordan, oh, never mind, Bugs Island, North Carolina. Jeremy, which video did you watch and where are you from? <clears throat> was it the uh, the Smith Mountain vid or was it like a Pickwick vid or... Yeah, that hurts, bud. That's that's a hard pill to swallow, Gene. <laughs> they don't float, do they? Most of uh, them sink, right? Not most of them, I don't think. <clears throat> I think they're slow sink, most of them. I feel like an OG Depth 250. <laughs> like, like, uh, yeah, so you met my Aunt Claudia. That's cool. <laughs> Nice. <clears throat> I'm actually going to go have dinner with oh, her dang. on Friday night and my parents. So there you go, Lauren. Oh, Monroe, Louisiana. He watched my videos from the uh, Wachita River uh, from the national, my first national championship where I fished out of there on the, the Wachita. We made 
I got a video where I show how to navigate the Darbone Bayou up to the Darbone Lake Spillway, which is where tournaments often get won. That lake, that that video is pretty popular. So I'm sure it was either the tournament video or that navigation one. But that was like very early in my video creation days. I think my videos have gotten a little better since then. So uh, obviously they won't be close to you, Jeremy. But I think the the quality has gone up uh, considerably. That is a stud, Liam. Seven pounds, two ounces. That's a mega. So, Jeremy, you should see what I did the next day after I made that video. And I had a moment lapse of judgment and missed the turn and the S-turns and put about an eight-foot gouge on the bottom of my dad's Triton. It had to be fixed. Major fiberglass damage. So, (laughs) it can be very scary. Yeah, so Darbon Lake is above where I fished, but yeah, I could see them guys up there fishing like crappies and stuff above the spillway when I was fishing below the spillway. That's a cool place. Like, not a super easy fishery, but one of the coolest places I've been, like, scenery-wise. Like, just go back, watch, like, check out those videos, like the cypress trees and the knees and the swamps. It's like, it's a really cool place to fish. How well did you do that tournament, Rich? I did terrible in that tournament. But I was around the guy from Arizona who was fishing around me made the nat or made the, the classic that year. So I did some things well, but I was just like a little bit off. Like it wasn't, you know, zigged when I should have zagged. But I was I wasn't. I mean, the, my stat, you know, the fish I weighed didn't reflect a good tournament. But I wasn't too far off what I need to be doing. Uh-huh. Where, where was that guy up by the spillway then with you too? Uh, we were in Darbon Bayou, so we we didn't go all up the spillway. But one of the guys did make it up by the spillway. He had a better boat draw than I did. So that was uh, Colby Carden from Alabama, who has made the classic a couple times. Jeremy says he lived there his whole life and he wouldn't run the S curves, and I've run it <laughs> several times scary. in the one That's week I was scary. there. Although I made a big mistake the one time, so. Dang, is it just there's like rocks everywhere then? I've never been there No, before. it's uh, submerged trees and stumps, like cut off cypress trees. Um, and it looks really weird because it like, there's a certain part of the river where like you see wood and it looks like it's wide open, but there's like an S channel that goes through there. And if you get off the channel, it's like water, like a series of stumps this far below the water and like dingy dark water that you can't see. And, like, it's just, there is no way that you could go across there without, I mean, it's, you know, you go across, you know, like, you run flats on the Mississippi River, right? And you just trim her up and let her go and play the odds. Yeah. You have about a 1% chance of making it through there on plane. Like, if you you drive across the S-turns trimmed up, like, you're speaking with Jesus if you can make it through there without hitting something. Mm Mm-mm. You definitely eat your boats. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. No, no. Thank you. Uh-uh. Yeah. That's something nice about Florida, right? Like, there's a lot of shallow water, but ain't a lot of rocks. It's a lot of sand and muck. And, oh, right? like, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I mean, I mean, compared to the Mississippi, like, oh, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. So I'll tell you a story. So, uh, Harris Chain, I've never hit anything. Toho, I've never hit anything. I've never hit anything on any other Florida lakes, except I hit something last year with my old boat, dinged up my prop pretty good. And then this year, when I'm practicing for that BFL day one, I go to take off on the, on the spot I started at. I took a giant chunk out of my skeg and dinged up my prop. There's and there's giant dude. There's giant boulders in in Okeechobee, like in the middle of the lake too. Like guys, I've heard stories of guys where they're running wide open and they look down and you can see freaking, you know, like it looks like Malax, I guess, where there's just like rocks the size of like school buses below you. Hmm. So it's really weird. So you got to you got to be careful in Okeechobee. There is no buoys, and at least when I was there, there was no mapping of Darbone Bayou. Maybe that's changed. Jeremy can maybe say, but like back then, like the mapping would stop about two miles short of where you really needed it. <laughs> like, so you could like if you set your own map, you can run it. But like, it's such a tight channel, like. If you did like, you idle that then first, Rich, or did you have someone take yeah. you up that channel? I idled it a couple times, and then I got comfortable with running it, or I thought I did. But, uh, <clears throat> but like, it's such a tight. It's like a super like hairpin, like back and forth turn, um, and it's probably three or four boats wide. It's not real wide. I mean, it's decently wide, but the, okay. the turns you have to make, it's really narrow, and there's no visual cues. So, like, if you're trying to follow your GPS track it's and lagged. stay in yeah, it, it's the lag mm-hmm. in the, like, by the time you're off it's the line, you're already effed, like you're screwed. Even yeah, with a point one, you're like, still You lag. can follow GPS, but, like, it's almost not responsive enough. Even with a point one transducer? It's still like, I don't know. I didn't have it back then. That was like before point one, but, oh. but you think about it. Like mm. if you start to veer off a half a boat length or a boat length, by the time you realize you're, it, you're probably done when you're, you're further, going 30 you're further down miles an hour. So mm-hmm. couldn't you have just uh, made your own marker buoys and, and kind of place them at the different corners? Probably could have, you know, but... Oh, Good night, Ringo. But yeah, every time there's a big tournament on the the Watchtower River, I get a, a big spike in views for that tournament where somebody will watch it just over and over and over again to learn how to run it. That's dope. I'll have to watch it, dude. I want to go down there and fish it now. Yeah, it's it's very tight. Like the once you get through the S curves, it's not bad. I mean, there are things you can hit, but a lot of them, it's it's like running most backwaters in the river. So, well, cool, dude. We've been on almost two more hours. Um, I think let's we'll probably wrap things up. I mean, I think we've tested the fate of your internet. It was just good enough to get us through tonight. <laughs> it wasn't great. I'm not gonna lie, but it wasn't unworkable um like i said if anybody's interested in go down to florida orlando area you're taking the kids to, to disneyland hook up look up david i'm sure he'll either take you out or at least point you in the right direction he's a pretty good yep. dude mm-hmm. 
for sure definitely yeah we'll go on we'll catch a bunch of fish like have a great afternoon or, or morning or a full day and yeah you can go back and tell everybody all the all the awesome stories about how you went out fishing with paycheck so yeah mm-hmm. um but otherwise if you guys came in late you can watch the replay on facebook youtube you can uh, search hella bass on your favorite podcast app catch the you know listen to the audio the buttery smooth tones of paycheck while you're walking your dog or lifting weights <laughs> at the gym or graphing out on Kentucky Lake or whatever you do. Uh, those are all good options. So um, appreciate everybody. If you need some fishing stuff, check out Arsenal or Omnia below. There's some good codes. Uh, and as always here to help you guys catch more big bass and suck less. Sounds good. Thanks Rich. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. As always, thanks to all of you that hung in till the end of this podcast. This has been another episode of Hellabass Bass Fishing Podcast Experience. Please consider sharing this with any of your bass and buddies and friends. This is the best way for podcasts to grow is through word of mouth. Also, don't forget to search Hellabass on Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, or just about anywhere else so that we can connect in more ways. As always, here to help you catch more bass and suck less.